A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. It was probably one of the best-kept secrets in the WWE in quite a while. AJ Styles' surprise debut at the Royal Rumble. How did it go down? How did he sneak into the venue? What does he think about the WWE now that he's officially on the roster? How did he get there? We're talking about all of those things and about his two-year run uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling as a member of the Super Over Bullet Club and as the uh, New Japan World Champion. Uh, you know I also turned him on to DDP Yoga as well. You hear about how that's doing for his performances. AJ is a DDP Yoga believer. AJ is in the WWE stronger and better than ever after Diamond Dallas Page hooked him up with his amazing program. And this is real. AJ will tell you all about it. And I'm telling you all about it. If you give DDP Yoga a try, you'll be a believer too. You're a believer. And then you saw his face. Dun, 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 dun. You're a believer. There's a little monkeys for you. If you take advantage of the great deal on DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. You'll get hooked up with three free months of the new amazing DDP Yoga Now app. I think it's the app I'm using the most on my phone right now. It's it's so well done, so well crafted. Uh, I gave it a five-star review on iTunes. And if you go download it, you'll see I'm not the only one giving it such great ratings, a perfect rating. DDP has a monster on his hands. An Android version of the app works as well. And you can get that at the Google Play Store. The best thing about the app is that I can get all the workouts right here on my phone. That means I don't have to lug around the DVDs or the uh, special DVD player to hook into my laptop since DDV, DVDs are almost non-existent at this point. Uh, all the workouts are right on the app and the app has live workouts from the brand spanking new DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta, GA. It's got recipes, nutrition guides. You can watch some live cooking shows. You can earn rewards within the app and redeem them for some cool prizes and DDP Yoga merch even. The more workouts you do, the more points you get, the more points you get, the more merch you get. It is easy. You guys know how much DDP and DDP yoga did for me and now for aj styles you know how much it really works this is not some kind of a spin job it actually works and that's why dallas wants to give you a great deal as well so you get into it and get into a better space in your life and you'll get the best price on ddp yoga right here at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. And then if you purchase DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho, you'll get three free months of the DDP Yoga Now app. You need this thing. Uh, get started on DDP Yoga today. One of the best decisions you can make for your health and for your quality of life. Take advantage of the special offer and get the lowest price for DDP Yoga. And once again, three free months of access to the DDP Yoga Now app. You want to go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and do it now. Change your life. Get started today. DDPyoga.com slash Jericho. This really works. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right. So, um, huge surprise last week. AJ Styles finally in the WWE. And uh, it's a pretty exciting time for the locker room. I mean, how are you feeling so far after one uh, week? I would say it's more exciting for me than the <laughs> locker room. And what a locker room it is, man. Honestly, um, I, I had to ask myself once I got home from being here, did I get too comfortable too fast? Mm -hmm. Because the locker room was just so cool to me. You know, so I was like, oh, maybe I should apologize to these guys because literally I was just goofing off with the guys. You know, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't, but it was like I've known them for years. Yeah. You, you hear that too about like, you know, about how the locker room is in different places, but 
we have a really great, like you said, group of guys here. And then 10, 15 years ago, maybe not the case, but now everyone really is straight up. Yeah, it, you know, a lot of times, at least places that I've worked before, a lot of people felt, oh, this guy's coming here to take my spot. Out. Right. You know, and they were just, you know, it was a problem. It was, it was hard to fit in sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say that I went through a lot of that, but there's none of that here. Was it hard, too? Because I noticed last week I saw you when you came in. Um, you kind of came into the area we were going over the Rumble match. And you walked in kind of like very humble. But I was like, it's almost like you're the new kid in school. Absolutely. And you saw a couple people that you knew, but you just kind of quietly went. And I could see on your face, you're just like, here we go. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> the way it was. I mean, because, uh, you know, you don't want to come in there and just, like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm, I'm AJ. You know, I yeah. don't want to do that. But I was so thankful there were people there that i that i knew and people that you know i enjoyed working with and so i made sure they knew that these guys who work for you also like me too so this is, I mean, you're in good hands you know yeah so uh, it was definitely an experience because they were gonna hide, we're gonna hide out the whole day and they go well listen the fact of the matter is you you got to go we got to go over this mm-hmm. so there there sat everybody you know that you know a lot of guys i didn't know so it was i was i was nervous i mean I'm, com- I'm coming into someone else's house and and it's not just a house it's it's a mansion here you know mm-hmm. it's somebody's mansion. the guys a lot of guys have made up this great mansion you know and i'm coming into their house and hoping to be part of this family yeah it's, it's a little intimidating and i think too it's not like if you came in and you're like having a match with you know one person or a tag team match you're in there with like there's 30 guys and there's you know michael hayes and jamie noble and the agents are all there here you go your first your first time there and you have to kind of ingratiate yourself with everybody at once right right and then you know that there's certain things going on with everybody everybody wants to you know get their stuff in and stuff up and i want to be the guy that helps get their stuff in you know yeah. but at the same time you got to be also a little bit protective over yourself and but you know, if you watch it back you'll go okay aj you're in there a little bit too much doing a little bit too much you know get tossed around maybe i don't know yeah, yeah. but i enjoyed it you know i want those guys to know that i'm willing to get after it with them and then have a good time over here well and i think that too i think you know when you watch it back i think the idea as well like we talked about people are going to be excited to see you and it should be about you for a certain amount of the time because the spotlight is on you as this new guy you have to come out with a bang you know well, well i mean i definitely got my stuff in thank thank you for letting me get in the uh springboard form oh, yeah. in. you know but and then i saw some openings but sometimes you know you just gotta wait your turn mm-hmm. you know and, and and that's what i did on a couple of those things and uh you know what for what it was worth i thought was you know awesome for me you know i mean who would have expected what happened how those fans reacted because i certainly didn't mm-hmm. you know but uh it, it was uh it did make me feel a lot better because i was like <laughs> i hope they know me when i walk out and they did because that's the thing like you know your headline tokyo dome shows and you're the top guy in ring of honor around the world overseas but here you never know for sure like how many of those fans that watch new japan wrestling are going to be sitting in the crowd in you know orlando florida right i think but you know when you talk about the royal rumble uh you got a lot of hardcore fans Mm -hmm. just as you you know it's wrestlemania you know right uh uh People are definitely going to, you know, the hardcore fans are definitely going to know. Anybody knew who comes in. That's just the way it is. So uh, it was the perfect place for me to start mm-hmm. in the Royal Rumble. It was perfect for me, and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful. Tell us about that day. Like, how far in advance did you know you'd be debuting at the Rumble? A couple of days, actually. It's uh, That week I got, the, okay, you're on the Rumble. And I was like, oh, <laughs> here we go. This is great for me. Uh, and I even joked around thinking, oh, I'll go number two. That is, no problem, guys. I'll just do number <laughs> yeah. two. And the fact when they said you're number three was perfect. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I couldn't be any happier with, with what I want. I mean, but the, the month prior to all this, my head was spinning because I didn't know what was next, if it was going to happen. You know, didn't get any sleep, you know, because this is your career. Right. And, uh, and it couldn't have happened any better. Literally, I mean, nothing but great things to say. Because you're taking, like, a big step, too, because once again, and, and I'm not saying this – you know, it, it, for for you to be uh, bashful about it, but you're like a top top guy. Like headlining the Tokyo Dome is a massive thing, especially for a foreigner, for Gaijing in Japan. So you're taking a big chance, a leap of faith to go from this place where you are a legit main event title holding champion to basically starting from scratch again. In yeah, a lot of ways. I, literally, I, I have to you know start over again here mm-hmm. because despite what people may say, and and, and I appreciate them. You know, putting my accolades right. out there and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I have to show the WWE universe that you know what I can do here. 
in mm-hmm. WWE. That's what it's all about now. Um, but, you know, I'm up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I always say, like, when guys get over somewhere, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, in the proverbial bingo hall or if it's at the Tokyo Dome. When you get over, you always know how to get over in different places. It just might take a while to figure out the different little nuances, but you've figured it out everywhere else. So it seems like you'd do the same here. Well, it's going to take time just like anything else, right? It's all yeah. about experience. Uh, and so I just got to get a little bit more experience here. I know I don't have a lot of time to do that, but I think I'm, you know, going to be able to make that happen. You know, just you got, I, I, if I were a betting man, I'd bet on myself. I always have. Um, and I've done all right. <laughs> now, it, being a professional for as long as you have, I'm sure you've been studying and watching. What are some of the differences that you've noticed right off the bat in the WWE? Well, I can tell you what I was worried about right off the bat was I haven't been in a WWE ring since 2000. Too. Right, uh, and so I was, I was pretty nervous about this because the ropes that I remember weren't as tight as those ropes are ah, now. Yeah. So when we talked about, I'll throw you over, and so I was like, I may really go out of this ring, you know, because I have <laughs> yeah. no idea. And, I, and and am I going to be able to springboard? Because before you never know. Um, so I was, I, that was what I was most nervous about, and I thought I'd be thrown off about how the size of the ring. Mm-hmm. But New Japan's ring is pretty much. The same thing. They're both 20 by 20. Yeah, they, 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 this may be a little bit bigger, but not, not much, so much right? that it'd make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, actually, that, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you're a little bit further away from the fans. You know, usually uh, it seems like they're a little bit closer on everything else I've been to where you had to worry about hitting the guardrail if you went over the top rope. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, here you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> and depending on what venue you're in, you're in as well when it comes to New Japan. You know, that was, uh, that was a thing. So, but. Yeah, other than that, there's not that big a difference. You what about know? the ropes? Well, the, the real ropes, as you know, where I'm so used to cables. But these ropes are pretty tight, and, and you get an extra spring from these ropes, I feel like. Uh, I, w- I was concerned about them, as I told you before, so I came from the corner when I want to springboard up. But right. I'm, I'm confident that I can come from the middle, which is makes things a lot easier, you know, um, moving around in the ring. Yeah, all it takes is one time to figure it out, and then you got it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you didn't have a chance to go in the ring and bounce around because you were hiding. None at all. So I, you, you can understand why I might be worried about the <laughs> ring. Were you, in the, um, like, hiding in the bus, or did you have to – like, where were you that day beforehand? Uh, I was hiding in the bus. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, had a car uh, pick me up in Tampa. So I didn't even fly into Orlando. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, then, you know, drove around and got me here. You know, I, I saw people as I was moving, you know, driving up to Orlando. So I had lay down in the back seat so nobody could see me. And then we finally got in there and get to, got into a trailer and I met a couple people. Um, but then soon after, like I said before, I had uh, no, oh, there's no more hiding. You got, we got to get you in here. Yeah. You know, but it didn't, it didn't leak as far as I know, like AJ Styles is backstage, which Did is, a, which is a credit. Yes. To the, the boys in the back. Right. Because they knew I was there, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't say anything. And, you know, so, uh, you know, the fact that they can keep their mouth shut, so a lot of guys cannot do it. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So those guys did a really good job, man. They didn't leak it. It just adds to the whole, like, ambiance and surprise element. You know, it's, it's so much more fun that way. Right. If people don't legitimately know. Well, and the thing was is that, you know, there was all that speculation where is, is AJ's going to be at the Rumble. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's, he's going to be at the Rumble. I'm telling you he's going to be at the Rumble. Yeah. But you didn't know if I were going to be there. Sure. There was there was that little bit of doubt, and that that's a great thing. It's not a bad thing that people um, suspected that I may be there. You know, I think you actually made it better. Mm-hmm. You know, that, oh, yes. You know, <laughs> number three uh, was a perfect spot for me to come out because it was early enough. For, you know, It I, creates a whole buzz on top of the match having a buzz anyways. You know what I mean? Rumble, absolutely. Yeah. I, I did that in 2013. I came back. Same thing as you. Hid in the in the bus and came out to do the meeting. And I was the same thing. Like I felt so like naked. Like, oh, someone's some worker's going to see me or, you know, some guy hanging the lights or whatever. And nobody said a word, and it, I, I was Googling, because I went back to the bus after, and I was Googling right until the rumble started, like, is, did anyone see me? And no one announced it, and it just became this great, honest, shocking surprise, which just adds to it. Which doesn't happen much anymore. Right. So, uh, man, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. Was it hard? Um, and I know because I had the Young Bucks, 
and they were talking about how that they didn't really hear from you, or, or, or because it, was it hard having like kayfabe your friends? I couldn't say anything, <laughs> and, and everybody wants it wasn't just your friends; it was your family, you know. Because I was like, listen, you guys couldn't tell, you know, no, no matter what I say, they're still going to tell their friend, their closest friend, their yeah. closest friend. So I couldn't tell anybody. So I was just like, I even told my kids, like, listen. You know, Dad doesn't know if he's working there yet, so don't you say anything. And my <laughs> wife had told me a story that uh, my oldest son went and told a buddy and one of his close friends that my dad's working for WWE before the Rumble. And uh, he told his mom, she says, you know you can't tell him? He goes, yeah. The next day he went and told his uh, best friend that he was lying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I really appreciate that. that how, how old is he? He's 10. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get that, though. I had that with, at my house, too. So you guys can't say anything. And my wife's like, well, who are they going to tell? You know, who their friend's going to tell? Like, I don't know. Their friend might read the sheets or read the internet nowadays. Well, my, my, my son is so involved in sports and so many dads know what I do for a living. I could see him telling his friend, his friend telling his dad. His, and it just gets around. You're like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that happening. Were, were guys asking you about it? or were uh, you, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had guys who I had talked to for years. Right. Hey, congratulations. I'm like, uh, I'm not texting that guy back. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. And, uh, you my wife's Facebook. Everybody's wanting to be her friend on Facebook. Now. You know, all this stuff is... It was unbelievable. How about like your close friends, though? Like your close buds, would uh, they cross that line, or would they just kind of let you? They 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 knew, right? You know, and 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 I'll be honest with you. You know, if it were my my closest friends, you know, we talked about it. You right, know, sure. you know. So everybody does, right? But you yeah. can trust them not to say anything. Um, so I almost needed to tell somebody, you know, just, it, my wife wasn't enough. Right. I had to tell somebody. But you don't want to cross the line. Like I know, like, f- like, for example, I'm, I'm friends with Slash. And when the Guns N' Roses reunion was brewing, I never asked him. I still talked to him all the time, like about whatever. But I didn't want to. Say, so tell me, like, dude, I'll let every other guy ask you right. that. And I'll just sit back. Right, right, right. And, you know. I, you know, the guys who were, you know, my friends that were close to me, they didn't ask. Yeah. Some of my close friends somehow already knew that we're already in the WWE. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, it was uh, – it was it was so hard keeping that a secret. I was I was relieved when it was over. You told me that, yeah. I was so like, oh, thank God. Hey <laughs> yeah. guys, guess what? I do work for WWE. Thank God. You yeah. Know, it was, so WWE told you not to say anything, keep it secret. Yeah, they were. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we're sure. just going to keep this, you know, hush hush, kayfabe a little bit, you know, and and but I appreciate that. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was what made the Royal Rumble great. We still me. believe in surprises here. As much as possible. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's right, that's, that's yeah. right television. That's what it know? should be. Absolutely. You know. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas, see? Already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. So tell us about the road that led you, because the last time we spoke is right when you left TNA, and you were kind of going off into the wilderness. Although you already had a big name on the you know, Ring of Honor Indies and stuff, but you had mentioned that WWE hadn't really called you or hadn't really sent out any feelers. So you went over to Japan and suddenly became this huge well, name. And, and again, I had to start over in New Japan because here was a couple guys who really didn't know me that well. Uh, I knew Okada, who was a big name over there, and Tanahashi because I wrestled him before. But other than that, I really didn't know too many people. Um, of course, some of the guys in I knew with the Young Bucks and, mm-hmm. and some of the guys in the Bullet Club. But you know, it was it was a nervous feeling when the guy 
comes in, a new guy comes in, and immediately, immediately gets pushed. Uh, literally after I won the IWGP heavyweight title, uh, a couple of us from the Bullet Club, you know, because when you're in Japan, it's very much a secret, you know, what goes on. And so we were all – You mean behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so we were all riding together. And we got out, getting you know, about to go in the hotel, and I said, "Listen, guys," and I had to stop him, tell him, "Like, I know how this feels. That uh, this guy gets the rocket pushed up his butt, and and here you guys have been here for a long time." And I said, "Everything that we do from here on out is about us, not about me. It's about us." And I just want you guys to know that I'm on your team. That I'm not trying to stab each other. You know, somebody in the back to get to the next level. I want this to be about us. Us, as in the other foreign guys, or as in the, the whole company. The, uh, the foreign. Well, mm-hmm. the specifically the Bullet Club. You right. know, okay, because, gotcha. Because I didn't want to feel like I was pushing them out of the scene to make myself bigger. But I wanted us to grow as the you know as mm-hmm. a, that team together. You know, and at the same time though. Um, what good is a company if everybody doesn't look good in it? You know, right. so I, I, I wanted the guys to know that I was wrestling. That hey, let's tear, let's tear the house down. Let's do what we got to do to make this a bigger company. Let's tell, talk about the Bullet Club a little bit. Like I obviously know the name and I know a little bit of it, but it became a really big faction, like NWO level of popularity. Right. I mean, I'm not exactly sure when it took off or how it took off. Uh, I know that Devitt was uh, our um, Finn. Finn yeah. was the yeah. took, Finn Balor. Yeah, it was a big part of that to start it up, and mm-hmm. then he left and, and came to the WWE, which is I, rem- I came in the night that he was leaving. Oh wow! So and I remember standing up and saying, "They asked me to say something," which was <laughs> awkward, you know, because I just got there. But that, you know, I. I I respected him for taking the challenge, you know, to come here and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, never looking back. Um, but then, you know, we all kind of started this thing, and they were already kind of too sweet in each other and, so and telling people to suck it and stuff <laughs> like that, you know. But it's the Young Bucks. It's you. Young Bucks, me, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, uh, Ujirio, uh Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, Kenny Omega. Okay. That was your gang. Yeah. So all foreign guys. All foreign guys except for one, Udrio. Okay. Yeah, he was the only one. and uh, But it worked, you know, because mm-hmm. we were worried about it getting too big at first. And then we're like, okay, no, this actually works. You know, everybody had their own place, doing their own thing, and it all worked. And we all were friends. We all enjoyed hanging out with each other. You know, it only got bad when they were in Japan and I wasn't, and the group text was going off at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> you know? Right. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon there. Yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> so but you guys made a, a pretty big name for yourself. As were, were you heels there? Did you eventually we, we were faces? heels? We, yeah. we tried to be heels. We we I mean I, but you know how much they respect great wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so as long as they were seeing some athletic, you know, unbelievable wrestling, they, they they're supposed to hate you and they try to hate you. But it, I don't think they really do. You know, despite who you are, as long as they're entertained, they're going to cheer you. And uh, you know that's a great thing, though. Sure, I, I'm not mad about that yeah. because I, I was able. We were able to sell a lot of shirts. Um, I was able to sell some gloves. You know, there's good things that happen there. So did, when you, were you brought in there? Um, of course, you never get the guarantee. But were you brought in there knowing that you were going to be going for the world title or be in that picture? I was. I didn't know when I was coming over that's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to tell you the truth, I was, I was a little shocked because – I probably would have never done that. If it were my company, I would never have done that. Put the title on you? I would never – this new guy coming in that who knows if mm-hmm. people know who he is and put the strap on him right away. I mean, you know, what am I saying about my own company if some foreign guy can come in here? Did you win not? it that quickly? Literally, I, 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 I came in, beat up Okada, and, you know, showed the people that I was going to win this real next match I had in New Japan was for the wow. IWGP title. Okay. And we cheated, of course. Yeah. And I won. And the people were shocked, right? You know, um, so I mean, it doesn't get much quicker than that, you know, to to be their IWGP heavy. And for me, at that time, it was the most prestigious title in the world because I watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. I watched you, uh, right. you know, <laughs> uh, wrestle in New Japan. So I always had a great deal of respect for that company because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the wrestling too, right? You know, so for me, the win that title was unbelievable. But once again, I mean. Not too many foreigners have ever won that title, and the ones that did were monsters like Scott Norton, Vader had it, Bob Sapp, Bob Sapp, right? Brock Lesnar, you know, those are three hundred pound guys. Yeah, 
and you're not 300 pounds, let's say. <laughs> not, not even close. close. Right. So to, to put the title on you was from a pure wrestling, entertaining, amazing match standpoint, not because of your size in the least. That That's it. I mean, it, basically everything, you know, when people would have, you have interviews, they, that would always come up, that these guys were so much bigger and mm-hmm. you're not exactly. I said, well, you know what? Neither was Mike Tyson. But he did, he did pretty. He did pretty well. That's you know? a great point. Yeah. So I always kind of referred myself as the Mike Tyson of New Japan <laughs> Wrestling. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's something you could actually even use here in the WWE because as you see, you walk around. I mean, it's the land of the giants, uh, big guys for sure. You know, you can see that just like oh my gosh, you forget just how like guys like Big Show, for example, we see him every day, and you walk past the guy sometimes, go holy smokes, this guy's huge. Yeah, you, you know, you're around some of these guys so much, they could put, somehow they become smaller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not that much bigger than me. But when someone sees you behind them, I'm like, oh, my God, they're enormous. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's kind of big, I guess. Right. You know? Were there some guys that you'd never met before that you just met over the last couple weeks? Uh, the Wyatts. You know, the, the I, I never met those guys before. All those guys are massive. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't even think about Huge it. Huge guys. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, a couple guys like uh, – um, Let's see, uh, not, there wasn't a ton of guys that I met, but uh, Ryback. I'm not, well, you know, I say that, but I saw him in the airport. We just said hello together. Who was that? Ryback. Okay, you know, Ryback, yeah. so I kind of knew him, and it was friendly to him then. So, right. I, I guess now, now that you think about it, I guess I've been here. You know, I went to WWE before, and and you know, had dark matches and whatnot. So there are some guys I'd met before, not that they would remember me, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess there's very few that actually that I. I've met in pa- that I haven't met in passing, I guess. Okay. I remember you had a dark match maybe, I think we might have talked about this last time, it was Columbia, South Carolina or something like that, Greenville, South yeah, Carolina, yeah. one of those arenas where the hotel's right next to it. I remember seeing you there. I think, I, I want to say I wrestled Hurricane the night before that. Okay. And, and I can't remember who I wrestled. Oh, man. I hate myself for not being able to remember who I wrestled but next. You, you've had some dark matches. You flirted yes. with this company for years. Yes, but never, never got in. Well, you know, I mean, I had the opportunity before, you know, in two thousand two, but it was just so it was bad timing. Oh, it was bad timing. Right. I'm sure we talked about this. Yeah, before. that's right. You told me it was like you a know. low level deal, and, it, yeah. it, and not that I didn't want it. Sure, you know, just. I was in college. You yeah. know, my wife, you know, it was her dream, you know. and That's right. Yeah, you, you said know, that. It was, it, was, it was hard. It was a hard decision to make, and, but it, everything happened for a reason. I really believe that, that, that I had to go other places to get to this point in my life. I really believe that, and it, it, I wouldn't have changed anything. Mm-hmm. Well, because like you said, if you're going to 2002 AJ Styles and 2016 AJ Styles, like everybody knows who you are and knows the quality of, of performances that you're giving. So I'm sure that's filtered back to the powers that be here, which is why they picked up the phone and called you when they didn't a year and a half or two years ago. Sure. I mean, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I'd let them know that, you know, after, you know, I'd worked for the other company that I was ready and free and ready to go and nothing happened. So I went to New Japan and, mm-hmm. you know, did well there. And I think that had a lot to do with just, like you said, with, why I'm here now. Right, right, right. So w- w- when you got the call, was it reaching out to see if you're available or, or was it like... Uh, well, I, I, I t- got to tell you the truth. I, I was kind of talking with a friend and just kind of let them know that, you know, I'm not in on any contract whatsoever, you know, and uh, if there's some money to be made, I do not want to leave that left on the table. You know, I enjoy where I'm at and I like what I'm doing, but, you know, there's another challenge there too. So I... I just kind of threw it out there and just see if anything was happening. And then slowly but surely, the ball started rolling a little bit and a little bit more. And then, holy crap, it, it was moving so fast it was hard to keep up. Right. right. You know, uh, to the point where it was hard to sleep at night. You know, so, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I guess I maybe I reached out, but, you know, they were more receptive this time. To, they were to, ready for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. And we haven't seen them yet. And, you know, it's it's – wherever they'll end up if they end up here or whatever but it's, it was you and it was the it was Gallows and Anderson and Nakamura all left at once yeah it was you know? a, it was a you know it was that was a tough day was it hard yeah. it was a tough day because you know we're going to have to come up and tell New Japan who we we really love those guys for what they've done for us and, and the way they've treated us to say and say well our, all three of us are going mm-hmm. we're all leaving and I knew that Nakamura had just told them as well a week, maybe a week prior, right? And so, putting them through that was really difficult. It was really emotional, you know. Um, 
Was it Gato that you talked to? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gato and Tiger, you know, Tiger, yeah. uh, we'll let them know. And it was, it was just, you know, it's just yeah. hard, man, to say, hey, listen, thank you for so much. Thank you so much for all you've done for us, but uh, we got to leave. You know, you know, <laughs> that's really hard. But you know, they were they were so professional, and and everything they did, and and, and thanked us. Uh, and I can't say enough great things about what they, you know, done for us and the way they treated us as we were leaving. You know, those guys are finishing it up. You know, Nakamura is mm-hmm. on his way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was it was a pleasure working for them. You know, well, and that's the thing too. Though. I mean, they have to know deep down inside that you know you're American. You know, you need to work in this country. I mean, it's great in Japan. I love Japan. I've been there sixty odd times, but. Towards the end of being there, you don't want to be over in Japan all the time. It's a hard, it's a hard grind. Well, you got a family too. And yeah, so, now and for that, sure. That scares me the most. If what if something happened, and I couldn't get home? Right. That scared me to death. Mm-hmm. You know. So that was that was a big reason that I wanted to come home. Is mm-hmm. that so that I could be there for my family and the opportunity to wrestle here? Of course. Of course. So uh, it, it was a hard decision, but at the same time, you know, everything that I do now is for my family. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, we have a certain amount of time frame to do this. You know, it's not like we're in the Rolling Stones and we can do this when we're seventy-five. So you have to take the opportunities, the best ones, to prepare for that. Right, and the opportunities here are so great. And and I'm not just talking about uh, getting in there and, and and being on every show. I'm not just talking about that. But what about when it's over? When the wrestling part is over, is there an opportunity to be an agent, a trainer, or something? Here. Sure, you know I I do enjoy wrestling. I love everything about it. You know, so to be a part of it would be a great thing for me. You know, to have a job doing something beyond yeah. the ring. Yeah. Was there ever any talk of you going to NXT first, or did you did you say like no need for that? Well, <laughs> I, I, now listen, I never said anything, but I was sure I was really relieved when they said you you don't have to go that route. But but I, you know, I don't know. If things would have been different, if that was the route I had to go, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you, because you know of New Japan, and at the same time I was wrestling for Ring of Honor, and both sure. were working together, so that you got one contract with this company and one track contract with another, so that's a pretty good living. Sure, so it's a lot of traveling, yeah, you know, uh, but that's still a pretty good living. Yeah, you and the Young Bucks and Del Rio were the three acts. I'm sure there's others, but to me, they were like making really, really good living for yourself and not being here, which is rare, but it proved that you can do it. Right, right. You know? I mean, and, and that was the thing is that, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, what the future held, you know, for me. I was I was a little scared, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, I bet on myself and said, I'm going to make this thing work. I'm going to find a way. And lo and behold, things happen sure. in, in, in a great way for me. And being on the outside looking in and being in this company for as long as I have, it's a big deal to me and to – I'm sure you, you're figuring out that you didn't have to go to NXT because everybody has to go through that system now. It's almost like a a, a must. Right. Because also, too, they're pulling big numbers, and then they're doing arenas now. They need all the names they can get. So the fact you came straight here to me shows that there's some idea about what you bring to the table. Oh, well, I, I guess that's it. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure. but uh, And I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm above NXT. No, no, no. I'm not I'm saying not, that I'm either. Not, you know? I'm not saying that either. Uh, those guys are great down there. Yeah. And there's a lot of them that will be moving up soon. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe timing was an issue. Uh, there's a lot of guys hurt right now. And I think that might have something to do with it. I could point. be wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, whatever ha- you know, whatever was going to happen, I was going to make the best of it. And, you know, whatever, it, whether I stayed in New Japan and, or, or went to NXT or actually came here, you know, mm-hmm. whatever happened, I was going to make the best of it. Let's talk a little bit about Nakamura. Um, I know a lot about him as far as his reputation, but I haven't seen a lot of his actual work. But charisma-wise, he's got a great persona. Overflowing with, with charisma. And, uh, you know, the guy used to do a little bit of MMA, so he knows a lot about that. But he's also, um, you know, he's, he's his own character. I mean, you've never seen anything like this guy unless you refer to Michael Jackson. And, you know, and to see him in the ring, he's just like, wow, this guy's so good. Uh, um, and, 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 he, and he speaks English. Ah, uh, I told you, you that heard before. me say that. Yeah, yeah so um, – you know that's a, that's a big thing, and and uh, he's just a pleasure to be in the ring with, ring with. He's very mature. You know, he's not this guy who's just thinking about himself. He's thinking about the match or whatever needs to be done. Uh, it's it's a great guy. So you be mentioned there. like Michael Jackson. Does he dance or does he have? He just has mannerisms or, okay. as as Mike. Does. You know, he does a little Michael Jackson things, and 
it gets over, you know. So, but it makes him so different than everybody else. Sure, nobody's doing Michael Jackson stuff, and uh, I think it's going to get over with the crowd. His work alone will get over easily into throwing his little spices of Michael Jackson, you know. And I mean, that's a huge chance that he's taking. You know, like you came here, but you are American. You live here. Like he's coming all the way over from Japan. He's really throwing it all on the line. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about a guy that went through the dojo. In New Japan Pro right. Wrestling. And so that's, you know how big that is. And for yeah. him to take a step and come over here to America, just like you said, but I don't think people realize, you know, when you work uh, and go through a dojo, you have a job for life there. Like you're that's one right. of their oh, guys. Yeah. You're one of their boys, and yeah. they'll take care of you no matter what. And for him to say, you know what, I, I really like to challenge myself over in America with new, uh, with WWE, is is huge. It's huge that they took him too because we haven't seen you know a, a Japanese superstar here. I always think you know Great Mood is the template. Yeah, he came over here, became a huge star here, and then stayed a huge star in Japan. But yeah, I mean that's taking a real shot. Yeah, well, you know, and he's not uh, your typical. You know, uh, you know everybody. You know how everybody refers to oh the Japanese are small. Well, mm. I got news for you that that is exactly uh, that isn't exactly how it is over there. I, I'm still, you know, they, they have big uh, Japanese guys over there too. Oh yeah, and, and Nakamura's not small. You know, uh, and everything he does is is like you said, it's so much charisma and, and it's just you got to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Nakamura, you got to see it to go. Wow, this guy's awesome. That's cool, yeah, because he's, he's smooth. To, he's going to debut, I believe, at the next big show for NXT oh, Dallas. Man. I think they announced it the other day. Oh so. man, the, the roof's going to blow off the place. I, I really believe that. You know, uh, there's, you know, the thing is, is that as I was talking to someone today, there you can't help it. Sometimes, like New Japan Pro Wrestling is over here in the states now, right? And and you know, sometimes you can't help it. You're flipping the channels. Like, oh wow. So there's an opportunity to see this guy before you know you can watch, NXT. Yeah. So that, but that's a great thing for WWE because now people are getting a little bit familiar and get excited about this guy coming. Yeah, there'll be some him. name value. Exactly. Absolutely. Was it hard to? I mean, you kind of mentioned that it was hard to go go you know say that you were leaving. Was it hard to kind of really actually like when you had your last match there and like Man. it was. I got I, I'm, you know when I was telling everybody how much I appreciate them the whole locker room as you know you probably stood in front of them before and said. I'm leaving, you know, and I got a little choked up, and and then looked around and seeing the guys that I respected getting a little choked up. It was it was that's what made it hard, you know. Uh, it was just a just a bunch of great guys, you know, to to work with and work for, and and you appreciate that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you see every day. So when you have to leave it, it's really hard. Was your last match the one at the Tokyo Dome? No, my last match. I, we did Corgan Hall the next day. Oh, okay, well, that was it though. And that was it. Right. And the Bullet Club turned on me and, and beat me <laughs> up, and you know we did what's best for business, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was a weird, it was a weird feeling leaving. But you know, only being there for two years, but it was, it felt like I'd been there forever. You because know? it's such a great crew too. New Japan kind of went through a re- renaissance over the last couple of years, with you mentioned Nakamura and Tanashi and Okada, uh, you, you know, all the guys, the whole club. I mean, it's kind of it was a good crew. Oh man, yeah, the best. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, I, I loved getting in there when working with everybody. You know, there was a couple guys who you thought that, well, these guys won't mesh well in the ring. But, you know, me and Yano, uh, who does strictly ha-ha kind of stuff, and, and uh, you know, some kind, sometimes I'm hardcore. I mean, him and I had some of the best matches, you know. And it was pure entertainment. It was yeah, great. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> who did you work in Tokyo Dome, Tanahashi? I worked uh, Nakamura. Nakamura. Oh, Tokyo okay. Dome. Okay. So, and, and him and I, I thought, had a really great match. It was a, it was a real special match because him and I never had a singles match together uh, the whole two years that I was there. Really? We never, we never faced each other in a singles match. So that was the big thing, that they had built this thing up for almost two years, <laughs> you know, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's what made it, you know, not only that it's the Tokyo Dome, you know, obviously, but that Brussels Nakamura in the Tokyo Dome was very exciting for me. It's hard to work at dome shows, though. I always find, even here for WrestleMania, the crowd is so big. Oh, yeah. And I find the sound goes up rather than in. Yes. You you're, know? Yeah, ab- absolutely right. And, and there, it seems like, I don't know why, it just seems like they're far further away. You know? Yeah. Like I, I just feel like they're not close enough. I want to hear you. you know? Delayed reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, it, it was still, I mean, when you... When you walk out there and you see a sea of people, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't get much better than that. And knowing 
you know, the history of the Tokyo Dome. Right. You know, and so many great matches that have been there. Mm -hmm. And to walk that long ramp. Because it's long. Oh, it's long, but it's awesome. (laughs) It is awesome. I remember one time we were in, uh, Edge and I were working WrestleMania, and it was one of those things, like I said, we're doing this really cool set of reversals, and there's just, like, there's reaction, but it's not, I was like, does this match suck? Like, is this any good? You watch it back, and it's great, but at the time, you're like, where's where's everybody? Yeah. You know, we just have to know that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and and the Japanese crowds are a little bit different. Sure, they're more subdued as it is. So yeah. so they're not as loud, you know, sometimes. Uh, but if you get them, their loudness comes from their, ooh, ah, <laughs> you know. One, two, oh. oh yeah, stomp their feet, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, if you get them doing that, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. So was there, was there some guys here that um, that you knew from Japan or elsewhere that you called and asked advice for? Uh, you know, the, the only guy that I really talked with was uh, Samojo. Okay, you know, because he'd been very, and he's doing the NXT. And, yeah, but his thing was just like, man, the roster is unbelievable. It's great, man. This is the, this is this is the perfect place to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's hard to imagine, you know, uh, it being such a great place because it's so huge. And you've heard stories in the past where it wasn't exactly like that here. Um, you mean from a talent standpoint, or well, from a? I guess from a talent standpoint. Right. And I'm, and when I'm t- talking about in the past, I'm talking about from a long time ago. Sure. You know, um, so you always worry about this monster that you're walking into and how everybody's going to be. You know, and but for Joe to tell me that, that dude, you just, just you, you got to be here to believe it. This is the perfect place to be. Mm. This is where you've worked your way to be. This is where you want to be. This is where everybody wants to be, and they have no clue why they want it. They 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 think it's just because it's the the. You know the biggest part of wrestling that you can possibly go to, but it goes beyond that with the you know how people respect you here, you know, and you can't ask for much more than that. It's funny. Last week when we did our little pre-tape or live thing, whatever it was, and I said, uh, you know, welcome to the big leagues, and people are like, what are you talking about? AJ's in the big. I wasn't demeaning anywhere else in the world. I've been I've been there, but nothing matches or beats being in the WWE. It's the WWE. Listen, I, I told a buddy of mine, you know, like I said, I've been wrestling for 17 years. He said, "Well, listen. You were you were in the minor leagues. Then you went to Japan to play baseball, and now you <laughs> yeah. came to the MLB. That's yeah. what this is basically. You know, is mm-hmm. it's just the the biggest wrestling company in the world, and you can't. That's the facts. Sure, you know. And and people, every time I've ever come through the airport, through immigration, from coming home from Japan, what do you do? Pro wrestling? Oh, like WWE? <laughs> Something like that. Now I'm gonna say <laughs> yes, exactly. Like that, <laughs> right, right. Because I work there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I said that more people know who you are now." Than the entire other seventeen years and two days of your career, whatever it's been, it, it's amazing. You, you know, just last week on Raw, more people probably saw you than have seen you your whole career. You're probably right. I right? mean, I'm just so many things have happened. Like it's it's like oh, he's on WWE now. Now we can follow him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on Twitter forever, right? You know, oh Instagram. Why, yeah. How'd that pick up so much? Well, <laughs> but now, excuse me. Like you said, you're officially. Uh, in the business now, I'm sure, like you know, your your in laws or, or whatever, like oh, well, you're like now you're actually made something of yourself. Yeah, you're actually a star. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> but that's the vibe here, you know. Well, that, that that's what that, that's the vibe that gives off to everybody because mm-hmm. so many people come up to me and said, "Hey, congratulations, you did it. You finally." Uh, I'm like, okay, I, I guess you're right, you know. And but it's a good feeling to say, yeah. I am part of WWE now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great feeling. It's a great thing to say. Yeah. You know, and I can wear my WWE shirt and be <laughs> proud, you know. But you should be here. Like I said, like everybody that finally comes, like you mentioned, it took a long time to get here and everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. But this is the elite of the elite. And that's nothing against New Japan. They're a great company. And all these other companies, Ring of Honor, got some tremendous performers. But the best in the world are here. And there's so much more to what we do other than just being in the ring, you know, as far as personalities and characters and all that sort of stuff. So you're going to become a better performer just from being here. Uh, There's no doubt. And the guys that I get the opportunity to work with, Mm -hmm. you know, who can help me be a better performer. Uh, And and that's what it's all about. And and you never stop learning, as you know, in the wrestling business. And and I'm all about that. I want to learn as much as I possibly can so that when the time comes, I can share that information with someone else and hopefully get them either quicker or, you know, to – here or mm-hmm. somewhere else where they can do well in the wrestling business. Is there some people here like who are you looking forward to having some matches with here? 
uh, Neville, you know, him and I worked a, a while back, um, and to get in there with him now, he's a totally different guy. Um, and so am I, mm-hmm. you know, to get in there and wrestle him, I thought, I think that'd be really fun, but there's a lot of guys that I'd want to get in here with, yeah, or get in the ring with, you know, I, I want to get in the ring with Triple H, mm-hmm. you know, um, some of the guys I didn't actually, I was in the ring with them, but didn't really touch them in the Royal Rumble. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I want to get in here with the whole roster. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I, w- I want the opportunity to work everybody uh, and have great matches with everybody. It'd be very entertaining with everybody. Sure, that, that's what this is all about. That's why I'm here. Have you um, did, had you had some interactions with Triple H before you came came here? Were you dealing with the, him? The first time I shook his hand was last Sunday. Really? Yeah. So it was I officially had met him but we had talked on the phone and I was shocked and surprised to see that this guy who is turning things around in NXT and doing such great things uh was so humble. Uh and, you know and when I talked to him with our first you know first couple of conversations good conversations ball business um and then we you know the last, I think maybe one of the last times we talked um right after Christmas was about Christmas and our kids, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's very, uh, you know, humbling to meet a guy who, who, you know, it's family's important to him as well. You know, it's a it's a great thing, and so I knew in talking to him, this was a great place, a great place for me to be. How about guys like you know you see Arn Anderson walking around and Michael Hayes and those type of guys? Uh, was that kind of a cool thing? Like, well, I've known Michael Hayes, you know. Oh, okay. I've met him before, uh, but and I know Arn, but I haven't. I don't know. He must be a ninja because I haven't seen him in here. <laughs> I saw him today once for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I haven't seen him, but uh, you know, seeing those guys who I watched obviously back mm-hmm. in the day, um, it was it was pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. I, I, even when I, I met those guys in WCW, um, and uh, very very cool. Very and always. Good to me, you know. I don't know yeah, if it's sure. because I was from the south or whatever, it is, <laughs> but they were good to me. When I first came up here um, in '99, I looked at the card and if it said, you know, like AJ versus you know Jericho, and there was initials beside it, and I was like, what are those initials? And I said, well, that's your agent. And I said, what's an agent? We never had that before in WCW. Oh, wow, someone to kind of help you put together things. But I mean, last week, like when we had our match and Jamie Noble sitting there, and I love that element of it. Did you have that in? Well, TNA, you had it, but do you have agents in Japan? No, you didn't before. No, yeah. well, they they trust you to put together. Yeah, the best right, match right, possible. right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I was familiar with the agent thing, but you know, it, Jamie Noble he, wasn't know, he great. I, I've known yeah. Jamie for a long time, and for him to sit there and 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 help me put together a great match, it was it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it, him being there, helping me put this thing. together. <laughs> we were sitting in the production office, going over the finish <laughs> on the carpet, <laughs> going over everything. Right? People are typing out their you know their schedules, and we're, we're rolling like, around. Can you move these chairs out of the way, please. If people only saw that part of it, oh, right? oh right, it's you ridiculous. Know, yeah. <laughs> How about uh, have you had any interaction with Vince at all? Uh, a little bit. Him and yeah. I did sit down and talk, and we talked about this character that we oh, wanted good. to see. So um, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll give him uh, – you know, I know this character that he's talking about because I was him. Mm. You know, this, this guy who's had to fight for everything. And it, I'll refer back to when I wrestled in high school and college. Uh, I always thought that, you know, how dare this guy get on the mat with me and think that he's going to beat me. I take that as an insult. So now mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay the price for being on the mat with me. I'm going to hurt you. I'm not going to beat you. I'm going to hurt you in the process of beating you. So I know that guy that he wants to see, and that's it. that's an easy guy for me to be. See, I love that element. Was this last week that you spoke to him? Yeah. Because Vince is very, very, and you can see these since 1980 till now, very character-driven, personality-driven. It's not that he doesn't care about a five-star match, but he cares more if you have a five-star personality. That's the, That's the basis of what WWE is. So I love the fact that he sat down with you to start talking about what a character you're going to have. Yeah, I mean, you don't get that much mm-hmm. from anything, you know. And so the fact that we're trying to find out what that is, you know. And I would say the character that he, that he explained to me is very close, very similar mm. to the guy that – And he saw that I, right away? I, I don't know. Did you have a conversation I, well, I mean, with him first or – No, we shook hands Yeah, uh, and just kind of talked about it and – you know, he he brought it up. This is mm. the way you need to be. I mean, you're not the tallest guy. You're not mm-hmm. the biggest guy, mm-hmm. but you're a pit bull. I'm like, I, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. I can be that guy. Let me just translate that from your southern accent. Pit bull. You said pet bull. You're a pet bull. Pit bull. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Not a pet bull. Yeah, a pit, pit bull. Pit right. bull. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, uh, I mean that's that's what he did with everybody that's come through these doors. I remember. I mean, look at Daniel Bryan. When he first came in to the phenomenon of the yes movement, now that didn't exist right off the bat, you know, or Eddie Guerrero Latino Heat. Eddie had no character when he came here, mm-hmm. but Vince found those little things and really 
focused on that to make you from AJ Styles to this more well-rounded character, which makes more money for everybody. Listen, the WWE is not in business today because this guy didn't know what he's doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he's been doing this for a while, so he honestly, you know, he knows what he's doing. So, any advice from this man, I will take and mm-hmm. do whatever I, you know, do as much as I can with it. You know, it's great to have that direction too. Yeah, you, you, yeah, listen, we've both been at other places, and you don't get that direction as, as definitely as much as you, you should. And to, for the, the man to give you direction. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, you just know? give me that one-on-one. Absolutely. You know? You don't get there anywhere else. You really don't. No, especially from, like, the one thing I love about here is you know exactly who the boss is. Right. There's no – everybody that you talk to has to go ask Vince anyways, Triple H on down. So – I always enjoy those one-on-one conversations because I know, like, I had one with him a couple weeks ago just to discuss some things, and I had an idea that it, he didn't see it the same way. That when once he told me why, I got it, you know, because like you said, oh, it makes sense now. Right, right. When they explain their vision to you, you finally, oh, okay, now I know why I'm not doing this. I don't know. I know I'm not coming from here. You know, uh, I got it. Mm-hmm. And now you're able to think about it. You know, when you're driving these long drives as we do. You're, now you're able to think about this for three and a half hours about this character, you know, right? And the ideas that come up, and some, you know, and they can share them. Now you have the opportunity to share them with Vince and yeah. see what he thinks about. It. What do you think about they actually mentioned the travel? Like, uh, you know, Japan, you get on the bus, you get off the bus, your hotel's there, and TNA was very sporadic shows. Have you been on a schedule like this of four days a week, five days a week? Well, you know, I, I, I'm getting ready, hopefully, to be on the four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want. That's why I came here. But uh, you know, just driving three and a half hours to each venue you know what that's that's a long drive especially when you're by yourself and the the show gets over at 11 yeah so you're driving to at least you know 2 2 30 in the morning if you stop now it's three yeah you know so um you know it it's it's it sucks driving ahead you know (laughs) but that's part of the business sure this is this is you know what we do and um you know it gives us time to think about it and a lot of times it gives you the opportunity to ride for guys you've never would have rode with mm-hmm. before and get to know them better and and who knows what may come out of that i've made some great relationships through pro wrestling because of the drive sure you sure know? so i kind of look forward to them. is there some guys that you're going to travel with are you going to be on your own or what do you think i, I don't know yet yeah. i definitely want to find guys to travel with because i don't want to pay for that holding a car myself <laughs> right uh, but uh you know who knows you know the xavier woods you know him and i go way back you know really yeah oh, tna maybe yeah, right? yeah he was the reason why he, you know i was the reason why he got there i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but uh, <laughs> oh you brought him in but uh yeah oh, okay the uh, but we started in nwa Wildside back in the day too wow okay. so i've known him for a really long time it was so awesome to see uh, you know so much success that he's had and but more importantly that we've shared the love of video games <laughs> so so that would be you know, if i ride with some guys hopefully it'll be you know those guys, or anybody for that matter. I don't care who it is. I want to get to know everybody on the... Uh, you know, that's so funny. I just had him on a couple of weeks ago just talking about video games. And everybody here, like he's got his show Up, Up, Down, Down. And everybody is just video game. Like Rusev's playing games. And Cesaro, like everybody's into it. So if you love video games, you're already in. That's great. Because you know? <laughs> I don't just love them. I'm addicted to them. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. They would, I, Which would, ones are your favorites? Well, I don't. I don't think I would say I have a specific favorite because we'd have to be talking about the systems that, you know, because there's so many systems. I mean, I have arcade cabinets, like stand-ups. Yeah, okay. I have them in my house. Yeah, uh, along with pretty much every other video game console you can think of. And plus, when I went to Japan, my favorite thing was going to these retro video game stores. And shopping, you know, going crazy. So, like, what would they have? They're like Atari cartridges and stuff. Well, you, uh, the Atari, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, but to have, but to have some handhelds that nobody has seen before, like you know, uh, TurboGrafx sixteen uh, handhelds, which was, uh, you know, I think it was called Turbo or something. I have the Japanese version. Okay, you know, but they're still very hard to get a hold of. Uh, a virtual Game Boy, I bought like. 16 games for it. <laughs> Atari Lynx is a handheld, and I bought like that and 16 games to the point where I walked in and it was very expensive for some of these items. And I was like, I'm not getting that. It's too expensive. And I went home or went back to the hotel and thought about it all night long and went back the next day and bought every one of them. So it just, it's, it's just part of my life. You know, this is the, you know, some people, you know, have habits. Yeah. Uh, some my, people play cars or some yeah, people play whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, Mine is video games. What stand-up games do you have? Uh, I've got a 60 and one, so that's it means all your old school games. Yeah, I, I have. I have, have that, that one. one. Yeah, like uh, eight Pac-Mans and yes, ten Donkey Kongs. Exactly. Uh, then I have track and field, and then I have a Neo Geo. 
Uh, then I'll, I'll, I have a MAME, so it plays all those old school games. But my my uh, my favorite one is a Play Choice Ten. Now you may not know what that is, but back when we were young, you could go into before there were WalMarts, you know, uh, department stores, and they have a Nintendo game that you could play if you put in your quarter for three minutes and see if you wanted to buy it. Oh, really? I, I have that arcade <laughs> at my house. And that's my most prized possession. <laughs> so you have your own uh, arcade there? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. You know, sometimes me and the boys, my, my sons, uh, we'll go down there. We'll just play, play yeah. some video games. It's fun. Time Pilot was my favorite. Did you ever play Time yeah, Pilot? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I had my son playing that with me. That's that's old school, probably 1985 yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's one of the older ones. Yeah, it's just fun to play at those, you know. I, my son, uh, I've, I've called him playing uh, Galaga and Burger Time. Galaga's so good. You know? Yeah. So uh, the burger time so stupid. <laughs> so it's so stupid, but so fun once you start playing. Yeah. It, you know, I just remember being in a, a laundromat when my my parents used to, you know, my mom used to go wash clothes, and there was a track and field there, and I would play it and play it and play it. Was that the one that had the spinning ball? No, no, no. Track okay. and field. You had to. It was a button smasher. Okay. It was the Olympics. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, I remember that one. You had all the different events. Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, there was a track game where you had a ball that you would roll. I'm not sure which one that one. I can't was, remember but, the yeah, name yeah, of yeah. it, but I know what, you're what did you guys used to do on the bus in? In Japan, was it a lot of video games. Like, what, what, let me just ask, let me just explain why I'm asking this. Because when I spent all my time in Japan was in '94, '95, '96. So this is pre-cell phones, Ugh. no video games. It was reading and watching yep. movies. Yeah, I mean, you know? uh, well, uh, it's. it's you know, they have things now like they have a Super Nintendo handheld that, you know, that I was enjoying. But I got to tell you, man, I had I started reading books. Yeah. I just got into novels and stuff like that and started enjoying books again. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, long bus rides, you know. And you're talking long, like five, six, seven, yeah, eight-hour yeah. bus rides. They're oh, the long yeah. ones. They're the long ones. Yeah. Uh, they're no joke. At least you're not driving them. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're stuck in the seat, maybe beside someone. For you know, eight hours it gets it, it sucks sometimes. It just thank God for I you know iPads or iPods and um, you know books and, and video games and stuff like that because I can imagine going through what you had. It's so ago. stupid. It was only twenty years ago, but it might as well have been like the fifties. Just I mean, like so bad. I remember being in Japan in the early two thousands, uh, and they were taking their picture with me with their phone. I was like, holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, and even then I had to get a card, a calling card to call home because our cell phones wouldn't work over there. Right. You'd go get the, was it, you buy them at the station? Yeah. You buy 10 uh, for like a thousand yen or whatever. Yep. That they've been refurbished. Yeah. And the, yep. <laughs> the Turkish exactly. guys would sell them at the station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, Half of them wouldn't work. work. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, uh, there's an app now that I found last time I went over there. You can um, speak into it and then it'll translate it into Japanese. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Sure. I have that one, too. And I used it, and they go, uh, that's, not, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not exactly right. I'm like, well, I, this thing's pointless then. I just might as well try to learn this stuff on my own. Did oh, you try and learn Japanese? I tried. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very difficult, especially having a southern tongue. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually anything, but it was hard for me to learn Japanese. You know, uh, Just the enunciation and everything is just difficult. I mean, yeah. it really is. Are you going to miss those guys that we're on the bus with? I am. Yeah. I, I mean, just goofing off and, and, and stuff like that it's it's you know there's just experiences that you'll you know you'll always remember and it came at some of the most unpleasant moments you know being <laughs> yeah. on that bus for eight hours or whatever yeah or stopping at a rest stop and, and getting noodles and stuff like that to eat you know you know some of those i'll, I'll never forget the the two years Great that times, I spent yeah. there in new japan you know and, that, and that's one thing you mentioned like in here in this company some guys are on some shows. Maybe you're on, you know, Macon, and I'm in Chattanooga. So you're traveling kind of on your own, or everyone kind of does their own thing. And the only time you get to experience that is when we go overseas. Then you get on the bus with everybody, and that's like old school times. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I said something on Raw a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about the Usos, and I said, "Yeah, the the we're the back of my back of the bus brothers." And some people, because you know, people want to complain or try and find shit and everything, was insinuating that was some kind of an, like a, a racist remark. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. We are literally sitting in the back of the bus, brothers, and just hang out and drink and talk and shoot the breeze. That's what you do on a bus, right? Right. You know, absolutely. Yeah. The, to the point where, if so many people. You know, like Carl uh, Anderson and Doc Gallows would sit on the bus, and I don't know if they got bored or just they were going insane. I don't, I don't know exactly <laughs> what was happening, but they they just wouldn't stop talking about the same thing. And they kept trying to crack jokes about the same thing. Within five minutes, uh, the 
the earphones went on. I just tried to ignore them because <laughs> to the point where they had to listen to what I was listening to because I had my, my iPod turned up so loud yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't have to hear them. <laughs> right. like, what does he listen to? Michael Jackson? Is that Michael Jackson? You know, they know what I was listening to. <laughs> right. Um, just as we're winding up here, I was talking to Gato last time we were in Japan. We went and had dinner uh, and a lot of the uh, New Japan guys were there. Okada was there and uh, David Finley and uh, Cody Hall and Carl Anderson was there. I didn't really know him too well and he went up to go to the bathroom or something and Gato said to me, he goes, that's my, that's the, that's my star right there. He was talking about Anderson, how, how great of a performer he is or how valuable he was to the company. Um, once again, don't know anything about Carl. Good guy, good performer. Oh, great guy. Mm-hmm. Great performer. Family man, you know. Uh, he's been, you know, he went through the dojo as well. Did he so really? he's kind of like, uh, you know, he was a young boy uh, to an extent. You know, he didn't have it as rough as some of the, you know, the actually Japanese young boys. But he still spent a lot of time over there. He was over in Japan for eight years. Hmm. So it was. Wow. Can you imagine, you know, working there for so long? But I think, you know, also for him, it was time to come home. Um but man, he's a performer. He's hilarious. You know, this guy is going to fit right in, and they already know Gallows. Yeah, you know, so the, both those guys are going to. And fit it's right very in. rare for them to bring people back. It doesn't happen all the time. So the fact that Gallows is coming back for a second chance, once again, he must be kicking ass over there too. Right. You know? I mean, both these both those guys were. They, I mean, they're tearing it up over there. They're a great tag team, and they're very very entertaining. And I think that's why they're coming back. Is they're entertaining. I always feel happy for guys like that, like you mentioned, like an Anderson who spent eight years in Japan. That's a great, great time. But it's like you said, it's time to come work here. I mean, yeah. You feel happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was worried about him because I don't know if he was going to be able to make that decision. Not the transition, the decision Mm -hmm. because it was so big. But, uh, you know, it was just the time was right, you know. And, and again, you know, they loved, we all loved what we were doing in New Japan, but it was just timing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I said, the world is a buzz that you're here. What are your goals now in the WWE? Well, my goal is to be part of this family, that, that, that I'll be a known commodity here in WWE. Bigger than, you know, this little time that I've been here, I want them to be, when people think about AJ Styles, I want them to go WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and when I will go through immigration, they don't ask, they know. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm a WWE guy now. Yeah. Last question. Uh, you, all those great matches you had in Japan, which one was your favorite? Oh, man. Is it hard to pick That's one? It's so hard. I will say this. Uh, Tanahashi and I, it was the G1 tournament. Uh, if I won, I went to the finals of the tournament, which was, uh, you know, Gajian has been there before, Carl Anderson, but they've never won it. Oh, Carl was in the finals. Okay. Uh, but uh, him and I had an outstanding match to the point where we had people crying in the front row. Wow. You know, which was uh, – you know, I must be doing something right. You know? yeah. And I remember having him in the, the my submission, you know, uh, calf killer slash whatever, calf slicer, what we're going to call it. What are, you, what are we going to call it here? I think we may call it the, ca- the calf slicer. Okay. Which is a legit MMA move. So gotcha. yeah. that'd be easier for people to follow. But uh, I thought, man, I've got, I really got him in this hold for a little bit too long. And I was like, oh, maybe he should get the ropes. I'm kind of kind of pushing him towards rope. But he saw something I didn't. He saw those people getting an emotional emotional in the front row so i you know i didn't realize at the time but then as he hung on a little bit you know longer you you could hear it so (laughs) that just goes to show what a professional that tanahashi is that he stayed in that that hole just a little bit longer because he could see it you know my back's to him so i couldn't see it right and uh it turned out to be one of my favorite matches you know not just based on that that part but the emotion that we got out of the crowd from the whole match right and just taking the time there. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's the thing here, like, with time cues, you always have to be cognizant of that in the yeah. movie, right? Yeah, they just told us not to go for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I literally heard 27. I was like, we're going to go over. You know, it was. I was like, oh, man. But we ended up going about, yeah, maybe 29 minutes, you know, which is, you know, great because you, you, the match, in retrospect, you thought, well, that's only going to last about 20 minutes. No big deal. But the fact that we put time and and, and you know more character into that match rather than just the wrestling and the, you know but the selling and the little things along with that mm-hmm. i think that's what made it so great yeah actually one last thing i was going to ask you is you were, you were talking there was there was some rumors i don't know how true it was but i heard that you had hurt yourself or your back was bugging you so i hooked you up with ddp for his yoga right now it's amazing i mean uh, you, unbelievable right you, you call you te- gave me that text and yeah. you know and i got in touch with uh, ddp he told me to come up there because um, yeah, he has a place in Atlanta. Right. Yeah. And, and a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And so we went up there and he put me through one of his workouts, which I wasn't expecting. 
for him to take that time with me and do that. And it blew my mind. You know, my heart rate was up. Like I was burning calories doing yoga, mm-hmm. you know. So I couldn't wait to get home and get started on it. And uh, stand-up's one of my favorites. Uh, I love stand-up. Yeah. You know, I could do that all day. You know, it's it's fun. It's easy. And, and it helps you with your breathing. A lot of sure. people don't know that. Um, so there was a lot of stuff I learned from going there. And at the same time, I was, you know, helping myself out with, you know, some, you know, I don't know if it was, I think it was more muscle than it was anything, mm-hmm. you know, so just loosens you up it, all the right, way around. It, it yeah. just loosened my muscles up and, and I couldn't believe what took place within the next week, you know, how great I felt. It's great in the rumble. So I got to thank you for that. <laughs> and DDP. We believe in DDP. It was funny in the rumble. I was like, man, you're strong. You're like, DDP yoga is working, brother. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the circus, AJ. Welcome to the WWE. We're thank you, man. Happy, man. Glad to be a part of it. All right, always fun to talk with AJ Styles. So glad he's in the WWE, and I'm also so glad that our our, uh, our angle is continuing. This Thursday night on SmackDown, it's AJ versus Y2J2 from Portland, Oregon. Uh, we're, we killed it the other night on, on Raw, and now we're going to take our feud over to SmackDown. Hashtag AJ versus Y2J2 will be on this Thursday on SmackDown. You saw it on SmackDown tonight, uh, the way that it went down. The challenge was made. The match will take place. I'm very excited to see how it goes, and I'm happy to have AJ in the WWE. Thank you for listening. Thanks to AJ for being here. Uh, and thanks for listening to the uh, Motley Crew Crewcast last week with Bubba Dudley and Dolph Ziggler. I asked you to weigh in on the Crewcast on iTunes, and you did. I'll share a couple comments with you. Gabriel Kraft left an iTunes comment that said, Very entertaining episode. However, you guys didn't discuss the crew record Saints of Los Angeles. You're right. I love uh, Mother Effer of the Year. Saints of Los Angeles, also a great tune. We did, There's a lot of things we didn't discuss. We didn't discuss Alistair Fiend. We didn't discuss the Nasty Habits, uh, which were the background dancers that the crew had on the Dr. Feelgood tour. That's actually the name of our group text, me and Dolph and Bubba have a, a group text and we call ourselves the nasty habits. So anyways, Gabriel continues. Um, I agree about the statements from the final tour. The band seemed not as into it as they should have been. I saw them in Louisville on the first half of the all bad things must come to an end tour. The band didn't play the best, but the show was amazing. In my opinion, they were firing on all cylinders during the carnival of sins and saints of Los Angeles tours. Awesome podcast. All right. Big bun. 83 said, love, love, love it. That's three loves. And I want to read from another iTunes comment. This is from, from pick underscore David who said, have to compliment Chris for scheduling some great guests on his show. As in life, you never know who he has as a guest who may pass away at a later time. His talk with Lemmy Kilmister from motorhead was very memorable. And his follow-up conversation with Phil Campbell was heart, heartwarming and heartbreaking. Okay. Well, thank you. Big bottom or sorry. Was that pick David avalanche Three Eighteen commented and said the podcast needs more Fozzie. Well, hey, I appreciate that. Doesn't the world need more Fozzie? But I appreciate you commenting and all the five-star ratings at iTunes. Keep them coming. I read them. I love hearing what you guys have to say about the guests you like and the ones you like to hear uh, on the show in the future. Plus, your comments and ratings really help us out. Help us move up the iTunes charts, which is so importante. Uh, do you want to hear more uh, music discussions with me and Dolph and Bubba? What do you think? Send us some ideas of bands that we should uh, analyze the same way we did uh, the crew cast or the kiss cast with um, Frank Fonsere and Rich War from Fozzie and Kent Slusher from the Luke Bryan band. There's been a lot of cool uh, conversations. We've got a Beatles podcast coming up with Charlie Benanti from Anthrax. So it's another way I like to bring you guests and conversations you won't hear anywhere else. If you like it, don't forget, go to iTunes uh, and give us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button while you're there. Subscribing means you'll never have to say you're sorry and never have to miss an episode. All right, thanks to all of you for doing your online shopping to the talk is Jericho Amazon links. Don't forget, you can find them by going to podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got Amazon links for the USA, the UK, the Canada, A. Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs. No hidden fees or extra challenges. You can buy just about anything you can think of on Amazon and always and usually at the best price. So podcastone.com. Killer Deals button in the right-hand corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Uh, all my great sponsors are on there. True Car, Geico, Denso, Iridium, TT Spark Plugs, DDP Yoga Now app. Don't forget, go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get three free months of the DDP Yoga app. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, uh, we're going to tape it on Tuesday in Portland. You'll watch it next Thursday on SmackDown. Hashtag AJ versus Y2J2. Check it out and uh, check out the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. Stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And next Wednesday, 
we got the Cologne Cousins. Primo and Epico are going to be here. You know them as the Matadors as well. They've been in the W for a long, long time. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation with Eddie Cologne and Orlando Cologne. Huge, huge, long history. Their family's been in the business for 40, 50, 60 years, and they've been in the WWE for coming up on a decade now. The underrated, uh, amazing workers in the WWE. These guys are very underrated, and you're going to hear all about the Colognes next Wednesday right here on Talk is Jericho. Going to be a good show. Arriba la raza and yippo! You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.